All right, Johnny, welcome to the book club. You've been on the podcast. This is probably like your second time in three weeks. You're like basically a millennial manhood celebrity now. I know, I'm a regular, I guess. <laughs> right, right. I've, uh, I've actually thought about doing doing certain like regular bits and things like that, but I haven't really gotten the way to, to figure that out yet. But back to the book club. It's been a while since we've done a book club episodes. These are actually some of my favorite episodes because I think they're just so much fun to talk about. Again, for folks who may not know who you are, you are on the coronavirus episode with, with a couple other folks on there, but you know, tell folks who's, who's Johnny Lang. Jonathan Lang here. Uh, I'm actually new friends with Joe as of, uh, I guess you could say 2020, but we've kind of uh, grown to have a good liking to each other, respect each other, and we have a, a good common knowledge of what we kind of want to get out of life. And uh, live in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and actually Joe's the one who got me onto this book and I've kind of, uh, been in search of kind of these kinds of, I guess you can call them motivational books or just inspirations or knowledge, just kind of have you, have you, uh, go in the certain direction you want in your life. I, I've always been kind of hes- hesitant of just picking up a book, reading it and then getting, you know, halfway through and be like, okay, this is not, this was kind of <laughs> so. I'm glad you kind of recommended this book to me. Actually, the second one I read, The Rich Dad Poor Dad too, which was great, which led into this one. And uh, I mean, just keep them coming because I'm I'm enjoying every one of them. Well, okay then. Look, we'll we'll just have a whole little list going. Um, no, but Johnny's one of my favorite people, and we've we've had some great conversations. And you know, uh, I this book is one of the books. And and you know, full disclosure, the way Johnny and I met is him and his wife got referred to me on a business basis um, in my practice. And this is actually one of the books I give to potential clients and clients. And it's called Five Day Weekend. It's written by uh, a guy named Nick Halick, who uh, is Australian. And he's got a super interesting story. Um, Basically, he was pretty much handicapped as a kid. He didn't go to school until he was 10. Mm -hmm. And at 10, basically, he got fed up and wrote a a bucket list of 10 things he wanted to accomplish in his life. And the bucket list was become a rock and roll star, become a millionaire, run with the bulls in Spain, climb the highest mountains in the world, have lunch on the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean, travel and explore more than 100 countries, own beautiful property all over the world, become an astronaut, go to the International Space Station on a rocket and live there, walk on the moon. Uh, Johnny, how's he done so far? He's done them all but two. (laughs) (laughs) Unless since then he's done them. But I mean, if you look at that list, if anyone usually look at that list, they're like, that dude's crazy. He's never going to do that. And this is a 10 year old writing this. Yeah. And and, I mean, he's, he's crushed it. Uh, I think the funny part is his real last name is, uh, Halicopolis. And he bumped it down to Halick. And I was just like, oh, man, you got to I'm, I'm feeling him on the hard last name club. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> his is Greek. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, all that. So, okay. So I give you this book called Five Day Weekend. And, you know, you get it. What's your initial thoughts when you start reading it? I mean, give me a little bit of feedback as you're, as you're going through it. Well, from the beginning, I was kind of glued in, you know, buckled in my seatbelt and was ready to go. Just it, it, you know, right, right from the beginning. I mean, as you, the book is called Five Day Weekend, so mm-hmm. 
you know, you get this thought like, oh, they're, they're going to give me some guideline, the, the roadmap to how is that possible? And it, it is, that is kind of what it is, but it, it, they give you so many different scenarios of how to make that happen. There's no like special potion. It's hard work, but they just give you a lot of different angles to make that happen. And you can do it any way you want. Um, but they explain things to you, like how, what's your active versus passive income, how, um, how you can create that passive income. They give you the examples, whether it's creating the new app, the real estate, even like selling web domain names, just, um, different ways to give you that freedom. And it's not, which me and you've talked about, it's not the goal to retire It's just give you that goal to have more time to do what you want to do and to live freely according to your rules. And it's not necessarily that your five day weekend is that you want to quit your job that you have for active income. Cause you might really, you might really enjoy it, but this just gives you more financial freedom by having more than one income stream. And it kind of guides you to give you that mindset of how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things obviously echoing everything you're saying there, but one of the things that really struck me when I read it the first time is I hate a lot of quote motivational books because they're just rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, go do it. It's like, yeah. all right, like I'm pumped up, but I don't really know what to do. What I loved about what Nick did here is he actually broke down tangible approaches to every single thing. And if you look at the the sections of the book, you know, he's he's got basically part one, the big idea, part two, the foundation, part three, income growth, part four, wealth creation, part five, the journey, part six, freedom lifestyle, part seven, outside the box. Um, it begins with getting your own financial house in order and talking about certain, some of those things. And then it starts generating an idea of, okay, the five day weekend, you still have two days of work every single week. You've got to maintain everything that you build. And then it goes more into Okay, how do you build the things? What are you, what is your unique skill set? Is it real estate? Is it web development? Is it like you said buying domains? I had no idea that there were entire companies out there that go and buy domain names for very specific words like, I don't know, uh, you know, realestate.com or whatever. Somebody at some point bought that domain name and then sold it for a profit. A it, it just profit. makes yeah. yeah, it just makes you think of creative ways. They basically, what, what they did here is they aggregated all these different avenues of creating wealth for, in your life and, and creating opportunity for you to not basically be a slave to the nine to five, which again, doesn't mean you necessarily have to retire from what you're doing, but just giving you the independence and the freedom to dictate your life. And then yes. obviously the back end of the book, which we talked about is getting your physical, spiritual, mental, your your social circle in order, et cetera. But, you know, as you were reading through this, is there anything in particular that just stood out to you? Like when you read it, you were like, oh crap, this is one of those moments. Um, I really enjoyed, like I was telling you before the podcast was the, uh, the very end of it, how it's, it's kind of power up, you know, get mm-hmm. your game plan. Um, but you say get your financial, your own financial house in order. You got to get your, your mental, your physical, your just your household in order period, whether it's you're by yourself or your wife or your family, it's do what's best for you 
to put your best foot forward? Because there's going to be a lot of negativity, whether it's from family, friends, outsiders, naysayers. Um, focus on the things that are going to put your foot forward. Uh, you know, some even as small as just have a small routine in the morning to get the day going. Eat healthy. You know, uh, become financially literate. Be learn, read books about it, and then just like in this book, pick what fits your lifestyle or what you're most interested in or what's going to get you to your goal. I mean, that's what I do like about the book is uh, there was well, plenty of it in there that I could probably never do that. I don't think I could do because I didn't even have a really an interest in it or know about it, or I'm just not very, you know, in, into those areas in the world, but it still laid it out to you to here's an option of how to do it, but you're not going to do any of the things that they recommend to you in this book if you can't get out of your own way mm. you know so you elaborate on it starts with you. Get out of your own way. well i mean it, you got to change your habits if, if you're going to do the same thing every day and expect change it's not going to happen mm-hmm. like what i say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to be different mm-hmm. that's it, it starts there if you're gonna even if you're always asking why isn't this different why hasn't this changed why can't i get ahead what you know look at yourself first see if there's something you need to do if probably going to be it's probably going to be something that you need to change do something small too like i said if it, even if it's just wake up an hour earlier every day just to get the day started whether it's reading a book or you know meditating or just change something and that'll lead into something else. And then that could lead into something else, but figure out what is holding you back. And it's probably going to be something that you need to change personally. And then you'll be in the right direction. Yeah. It creates a positivity snowball. Yes. That, that pushes you in a certain direction. Now, you know, one of the things about this book and I don't give it to everybody that I talk to is it requires, paradigm shift in the way an individual thinks about money to even find this book relevant. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, talk and you don't have to go into excruciating detail on a personal side, but just on a, on a thought process side, how have some of your ideas around money change with some of these books and some of these ideas and concepts and the thoughts of retirement and financial freedom, et cetera? Well, for me, I guess it's what can I do with the money I have now to, put my best foot forward to have that financial freedom freedom as soon as I can, you know, learning, being, becoming more financial literate with my money. How can I have those passive incomes to, to have the freedom on down the road? I'm kind of looking into that now is, you know, work, even working with you is, is what, what can I learn? What can I do? What am I good at? And with my, money that I have currently, how can I make help that make me more down the road to have more time, more freedom, not just to retire. That's not the goal. It's just to have more time now. Um, but it, and it's, I guess it's just how do, how do you have more income growth? You know, how, what are my best routes to do that? Um, and you know, even if, just talking with you about it, even, you know, is it, it's not always the best thing to go into the stock market. It's use these other tools 
and you control your destination with it instead of just hoping your money makes you money. Um, yeah. Just thinking strategically around yeah. it. Well, and I, I want to read this part right here because this is the five day weekend manifesto. Have you, have you read this portion in the, in the cover of the book? Yeah. It's in the front and the back. Yeah. I love this. So I'll, I'll take it step by step. We can, we can break it down afterwards, but I literally had this printed off in my office for a while and I read it every single morning because it got me so pumped up, but here's a five day weekend manifesto. I own my life. I set the terms. I take responsibility for my results. I am the master of my fate, the determiner of my destiny. I live by design, not by default. That's the first one. Yep. It's like, holy crap, we're coming in with some heat immediately. Yeah. But the key word there is responsibility for my results. That's a, that's a powerful approach to take to it. The second one is I reject the grind of nine to five. I escape the oppression of time clocks and bosses commuting in cubicles. How many people hate their lives? I mean, just get on social media and look at all the things that people are complaining about commuting all oh, right there that i mean that sums it up that's everyone's mindset you would you know correct and 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 i've talked about this on the podcast before the thing that drives me crazy is we have 80 years on this planet if we're lucky life is way too short for us to hate such a large portion of our life oh yeah absolutely the third one is i do not yearn for security but hunger for freedom i renounce the dependence of jobs and benefits and create independence through entre- entrepreneurship Dude, what is the number one thing we are told our entire life throughout high school, college, go get educated, go get a good job, get good good benefits and then retire. And it's like, oh yeah, when you're 68 and going through kidney failure, enjoy life. It work for someone that can take care of you, but they're not really taking care of you. You got to take yourself. Well, and I, I think a lot of people, this whole coronavirus thing now is really interesting because a lot of businesses are having to make some tough decisions. And I've specifically talked to some folks where their idea of safety and security and having a job has basically crumbled in front of them. Yeah. So the next one is I build businesses for cash flow while others slave at jobs for a salary, similar to the previous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I create wealth by investing in assets while other cre- others create liabilities on credit. That's key. Uh, I'm willing to do what others are not willing to do to get what others will not enjoy. I hustle for a short time to fully enjoy life for a long time. That's powerful to me. Yeah, that's, I like that one a lot. And it, it's, it, and it doesn't mean you have to stop hustling for that long time. It just might be really a lot of hustle up front. And the hustle might change. You know, yeah. the, the hustle in the early years might be you waking up at 3 a.m. to send out emails that in the later years you've got an assistant for. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. The, the hustle becomes easier. The next one is I produce and create, initiate and innovate. I live boldly while, while wisely managing risk. My failures are not cause for, cause for defeat, but rather catalysts for success. I learn from each, pick myself up and keep charging forward. Dude, the process. Talk, right? Talk about just like beating something into a wall and putting it on like above your bed or something. Um, The next one is I live not for retirement, but for purpose. I develop my gifts and talents and leverage them to create value for others and fulfillment for myself. The word retirement means to take out of service. How disturbing is that when you think about it? Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, you might be retiring from a job you don't like, but why, why, why are you, what are you going to do? Just not continue to innovate yourself and keep learning and pushing forward and growing. I mean, is that, is that your retirement goal? It doesn't have to be retirement. Like you said, it's just, you just want more freedom, not retirement. Right. right. Cause, cause think about it. When, when people think of retirement in the classical sense, they're thinking of, I get to golf, I get to hang out with my family. I get to do all. And, and it's like that working and doing those things, it's almost as if they're mutually ex- exclusive, which is not true. No. You no. can continue to work and still have fun. Yeah. Um, next one is, I have one life to live. I intend to live it fully. I live with adventure and suck the marrow out of the life. I dare to dream and I live with passion. Uh, next one is, I refuse to spend my life doing the bidding of others. I will help others build their dreams, but not at the expense of my own. That's huge. I like that. And okay. then I build my five-day weekend. I live the life I love. I love this manifesto because it's obviously focused on bettering the self, but several of them also had to do with serving and helping others. Yes. Especially, I mean, I I refuse to spend my life doing the bidding for others. I will help others build their dreams, but not expense of my own. It's, you know, I, I kind of use this term or um, scenario occasionally is, how they do on the airplanes when the gas masks fall out, mm-hmm. put yours on first, then help someone else mm-hmm. still help them. But you have to look out for yourself first also, but in order to be able to help them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, of course you always want you, cause you get that great feeling from helping others succeed. Um, it's, it's kind of just human nature. You, you want to help guide others. You want to show them what you've learned, what you've experienced. You know, hopefully it'll rub off on them just like any kind of, any person has rubbed off on yourself to get you where you are currently. You know, helping others just comes, it comes natural. It's just not to everybody. Well, and I think one of the powerful things around what you just said there is I'll use, I'll use the podcast and giving out these books and, and things like that as an example. In order for me to even be able to get to this book, to give it to you or to the dozens of people I've given it to, I have to find it first yeah. and I have to read it first. So I had to take the initiative in my own life to hear an interview with Nick Halick on a real estate podcast, ask myself like, who is this guy? Why have I never heard about him? Google the book, which he was plugging at that point, because that's why he was on the podcast. He was trying to sell the book, find it, pre-order it get it, read it, enjoy it, absorb it, put it into practice, and then like it enough to go buy, you know, 30 copies and keep it in my office and keep doing it over and over again. And giving it to people and saying, hey, I'd like to discuss this with you because discussing it with people after you've done, it helps you reinvigorate what you've learned, rethink through things. And dude, it's so cool watching the light bulbs going off for people as they're discussing these things. And they're thinking through them like, oh man, like I really could do this. Maybe I don't have to work at a job that I hate for the next 30 years. That's what I like is it, I hope, like you said, it helps people have the light bulb go off. Cause I mean, everyone, the second one, I reject the nine to five. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to reject that. Everybody, nobody likes the nine to five. So it's, it, it's, will, it sometimes takes that one giving a book to somebody or some event or just a conversation with somebody and it just goes Makes off. Makes a click. Okay. 
this is how I can do it. It's just, you know, they just need a little push in the right direction. I mean, just, you know, just from meeting you this year, I've been shoved in the right direction, the direction I was looking for forever. I just needed that put in the right way. And you, you were kind of that guy for me. Well, and, and think about the very first time we met, what did I tell you what my job was as a financial advisor? I said, if you want somebody to hold your hand for the next 35 years, I'm not your guy. Right. That's not my job. At least that's not what I want my job to be. But if you want somebody that's going to help you think differently and help you strategically approach life to where you guys can enjoy it the way you want to, I'm all here for that. And it's, it's just about having those courageous conversations, obviously in that scenario, that's a professional scenario as well as a personal scenario, but also in personal life, like having those courageous conversations with maybe some of your friends who are lagging behind somewhere and you see they're unhappy, you see that they're frustrated. You know, Tamara and I, we were watching the show on Netflix during this whole quarantine thing called 100 People. Have you seen that? Like I just saw it the other day, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw like so, a minutes of it, but I haven't finished it yet now. Yeah. So, I mean, the show, the show's fine. It's kind of interesting, but, but one of the, one of the episodes was all about the generational war and they were talking about these studies about how people are the happiest in their twenties and their sixties, starting in your thirties, which as somebody in in my early thirties, sounds terrifying, starting in your thirties, it just, your happiness just goes down apparently into your forties and your fifties and then starts coming back up in your sixties. And the reason these studies were citing as this was happening is because you have the most independence and freedom in your twenties and your sixties. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a terrible existence. Yeah. I like, mean, at the beginning of your life and the end of your life, like it sounds horrible. There's a lot like, in the middle. Yes. Like th- 30 full years in the middle, <laughs> 30 years that I'm supposed to hate my life. Are you kidding me? And, and I really think, you know, when you're in your twenties, you still have, um, you know, for us guys, you've still got that young man optimism, mm. idealism, where you, you're, you, you still have these dreams and you're looking to achieve them. And then life starts kicking you in the face a little bit over and over again. And maybe that job isn't as ideal as it was anymore, or maybe the relationships you were banking on didn't work out. Or, I mean, I've seen it in my personal life with certain friends, like they're lagging behind, they're getting stuck in this rut. And then it's really like the snowball that works positively works negatively as well. Mm-hmm. And you end up going down that negative snowball until you get to maybe those early 60s where you can, where you can maybe cut, cut ties with the things that are toxic in your life, which might be that freaking commute that's an hour and a half every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think in those 20s too, like you hopefully s- some find it earlier than others is what's the most important thing going on right now? And mm-hmm. what are you, what are you trying to do? I know in, in your twenties, you're, you know, looking forward, still kind of looking forward to, Hey, what's going on this weekend, but it's trying to get away from that mindset and realizing you, even in your twenties, you can start having or start putting your best foot forward towards a happy life, but it might take someone to, push you that way like we were discussing um to where you can set up your 30s and 40s and 50s to be happy you just kind of even then i mean i guess in your 60s whenever you're happy it's because you kind of learned and at that point you might just not care about (laughs) things that you thought you cared about but that's i think that's part of it in the 20s too is some of the things you care about 
you probably shouldn't be, or it's not the most important thing in the world, but you thought they were at the time. So, so, so let yeah. me ask you this. So since you've started being nudged in this direction of thinking a little bit differently, thinking a little bit more creatively, have you had conversations with other people in your life um, about some of the ideas that you and I have discussed? And if you have, what have been some of the, some of the uh, reciprocity, like what's been some of the comments made back, et cetera, just give, give me a little feedback there. Um, not a, not a ton yet. I've done a, a, a little bit. I kind of like with a few people, even like I've just met over in the past, maybe month or so, I've kind of dipped my toe in the water and just tossed yeah. like real, like, Hey, well, you know, some of them are actually in there like NBA programs and all that. And, um, I'm just kind of like, Hey, what are y'all hoping to do after this? Or, um, what, you know, they're actually learning in their MBA program that just like with, with, could because of COVID, corporations and businesses are kind of showing them like, Hey, there's nothing guaranteed. There's mm -hmm. no safety net. They're kind of pushing them towards this entrepreneurial mindset because they are realizing, Hey, everyone can be fired. Everyone, not everyone has a safety net of this big salary job. And I saw throughout the whole real estate thing and they were like, actually, yeah, I was actually now looking at that too, because they know it's their own, they can make their own destination with that or their own destiny with that because they're their own boss. But uh, yeah, I've kind of thrown it out and say, like, hey, what's y'all's thoughts on, what are y'all doing with y'all's MBA? What's, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was I, with my job, I was actually in the middle of my MBA a couple of years back and I asked, I was like, is this MBA going to, you know, bump my salary, give me any other kind of perks? And they're like, no. So I stopped about a year into it because I knew I didn't need it for this job. Mm -hmm. I get, you know, so, I mean, I'm really glad I didn't cause that could have been a lot of money down the drain. I'm not saying the education couldn't have been great, but it would have been a lot more in the hole as far as money wise and debt. Yeah. It's, it's about strategic education. Yes. And I think specifically for our generation, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure you and I are the exact same age. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we kind of went to college during the great recession you know, 2007, 2008, 2000, like we were in the thick of it, 2010. And it's almost like our generation, we, like people kept going to school to defer real life. Yeah. Because real life really sucked for a really long time. Uh, I mean, I remember, I mean, I remember friends who were graduating in like 2009 from college, like every single one of them was like, yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling too hot. We'll, we'll see if there's a job out there. And Imagine just like when you're 22 and the world is your oyster, like you're supposed to be wide eyed and bushy tailed around going out there. That's your attitude because that's where the culture is at that moment. And that's where the economy is at that moment. I really think as a generation that set us back and, and put us into a mindset of like, Oh, I'm just going to keep getting degrees. It's like, well, no, 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 no. Don't just keep getting degrees. Why are you getting degrees? If you're going to get a degree, it has to be strategic. That's the point. Yep. And that's why five day weekend talks about a lot also is, the risk is not in the investment. The risk is in the investor. Yeah. Okay. So for some people, real estate might be a fan freaking tastic investment because they understand how to value properties. They understand how they've got the right relationships, et cetera. For other people who just are looking at it and saying like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like it's just a side thing. You're going to get crushed. You're going to yeah. get absolutely demolished. Same deal with stocks. Some people, you know, Warren Buffett is really freaking good at picking stocks. Okay. A lot of people are not Warren Buffett. 
you <laughs> I mean, a lot of people in the last you couple put the time in to know what you're doing, no matter what you're get, getting into, you can't just kind of half ass it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's the whole point of figuring out what, how do you power up? How do you do, how do you figure out a way to, to, to create that passive income in your life to where you're not actively working for your lifestyle? Cause that gives you safety. That gives you control to, you know, to where you can, in your forties, you're not hating life because of your commute. You can go umpire your kids peewee game or whatever. No, definitely. I mean, that and like you said it like it i was gonna say people were graduating and then just getting another degree and getting another degree because well one there was no job to get at the time and the one they did get they weren't getting it paid as high as they thought they were with this college degree that they have because nobody was paying you because of the recession but I mean, I had that mindset when I, I had a, I did, I had a job, I was working in Texas and I was just, I wasn't happy with it at the time. So I made the decision to leave it, but my outing was MBA program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily I'm in the field I'm in now for, with medical device sales and I, I love it. I do. I like it a lot. Um, but I didn't need the MBA. So I, I'm, I'm glad I, I, at least I'm glad I took the step forward. I wasn't happy with what I was doing and changed it. But my first thought was, Hey, I'll just go get an MBA and maybe it'll take me somewhere else. Yep. So in a sense it did, but I didn't, you know, get the MBA. So I think this is important. So tell the folks what, what was your specific job in Texas? Uh, I worked, uh, for a, we were building an oil gas or an ethylene plant Mm -hmm. for, um, Exxon. And I was a field engineer out there. So doing a lot of civil engineering work, um, just basically, backfilling land, digging it up, putting it back. And it was really boring to me. (laughs) (laughs) But prior to that, I was working with a lot of the, uh, I was working in the electrical engineering group and I was learning a lot. It was exciting for me, you know, I, and they switched me over to civil side. So I just wasn't, wasn't very excited about it. And it was just dragging me down being at the job site for, you know, 60 hours a week plus sometimes because you know things get behind or you got to meet schedules and all that and i just just wasn't excited about it anymore but i was not happy pulling into the parking lot every morning Mm, okay while i was where i thought i was i mean i enjoyed it for a while but then it just started to drag on and i was like "Mm, i don't want to do this anymore i didn't know what i wanted to do but i just knew i didn't want to do that so key words there one, you, you had an engineering degree, very technical specific degree, right? Yeah. I, were doing. Engineering technology degree. So I wasn't an engineer, but I had, I could have gone on to take, uh, to get the engineering tests and all that, but I, okay. I had a construction engineering technology degree. Yeah. So you enjoyed the electrical engineering side. You yes. didn't enjoy the civil engineering side. I did not. And then you said, I did not enjoy pulling into the parking lot every morning. Now imagine doing that for the next 40 years at that point. Yeah. And people do that. Yeah. You took a step away, but most people would say, well, this is what my degree's in. This is what I know. I'm getting paid well. They give me good benefits, blah, 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 blah. Until coronavirus hits and then you get fired. Yeah. I mean, like you just said, this is my degree. I got to find something in my degree. I, I have a degree and I don't even use it. I, mm-hmm. 
no use for it. It's just a piece of paper that I passed a bunch of tests in college now. <laughs> That's all, you know. It's so, not, not something I want to pursue anymore. Uh, it, it was part of my life, but it, it's made me get to where I am now. It, I'm glad I had that time to sit back and be like, there's got to be something else. And so, like you said, a lot of people aren't, don't do that. They just keep going back and keep going back. So what do you enjoy about being in medical sales? Well, with it, I mean, with my jobs, just a lot of relationships and networking. I mean, we do sell a lot of products that help patients and help doctors and surgeons and, you know, all of that, but it's, it's meeting new people every day, mm. networking and relationships, man. It's, it's a lot of fun just going to a lot of different hospitals, meeting these surgeons, meeting these nurses, meeting these techs. It, it's something new every day. Yeah. Learning something new every day. I mean, when we, when we pick up new products, we don't know how they work until they, they teach it to us. So it's another product that we learned and medicine's always evolving. So the products are always evolving. So it's, it's never the same thing every day. And I enjoy that. So again, I think that's the key. Never the same thing every day. Now that for the folks listening in whatever avenue of life that you're looking to generate your energy towards. You know, I mean, I mean, this book even talks about concepts such as, you know, when they're talking about, uh, I literally just went to the middle of the book, different ways to make money, tax lien certificates. How many people know what tax lien certificates are? And it just goes into a couple of pages. It's like, hey, here's, a, here's how you can create cash flow. Uh, coaching services. You know, something someone never, probably never thinks about, but you can go out and coach people and people will pay you at some expertise that you have. Yep, Definitely. You know, it might be something like public speaking. You're just a really good public speaker. You, uh, I don't know if, if you have some sort of certification or, or if you're a graphics designer and you can, you can help um, uh, coach people through things like that. I mean, there's a million different ways to go out there and make money. But the, the key there is the money you make actively, you want to put into assets that will create cash flow for you. Yes. You live yeah. off of that cash yeah. flow. That's the key. You just can't do it overnight. It's going to take time. Mm -hmm. But when you start thinking that way, now you start seeing opportunity everywhere instead of roadblocks everywhere. Yes. You have to have a open, that. Well, that, like you said, that like you turned to one page and it was tax liens. Part of this book is that section where they just kind of give you um, different ways to generate money is, Someone could read it and be like, oh man, read that. And then they just found what they're going to make their passive income in that they'd never thought about, but they might actually, they might already know about it, but never thought they could make money on it. It just kind of pushed them in the right direction to go and get that roadblock out of the way because they were good at it or understood it or learned it even in school or, you know, however they came across it, but didn't think, oh, I can make money on that. But it kind of, it might guide them in that direction. Because we're trained to think that the only way to make money is to work for something for a salary and get paid that. Yep. Instead of actually getting, at that point, you're trading time for money. That's what mm -hmm. you're exchanging. You're exchanging your time for money. You want to get to the point where you're not exchanging your time for money. You want to exchange information for money, skill set for money, et cetera. Don't, don't exchange your time. I think one of the most interesting things to me is, you know, if you go take a personal finance class, or you go to Reddit's personal finance page or whatever crap you want to go to. 
every, and then you go learn about how corporations run their finances. It's two completely different things. In the personal finance space, we're taught to accumulate exclusively work and then retire. Corporations are like, I don't care about accumulation. I care about cash flow. Mm-hmm. How do I create cash flow coming in? And that's something this book really, really preaches about in the sense that it's all about creating cash flow in your life because that's how you get true economic independence. Yes. I mean, it, and just with even investments and all that, they're always like, you know, you got to diversify this way and make sure you have money in different places. It's like, just have cash flow. Mm-hmm. However you make that happen. You know, there's, you're, you're, you can be solely real estate. You can be solely generating new apps. You can be solely just, as long as it's making cash flow, you don't have to have a, your finger in every little bucket out there to hopefully be making money off of it. Yeah. Just make sure making you money somehow over time, make it, you know, got to have that cash flow. Cash flow is definitely the, the key to the freedom. Well, and, and let's think about it here in, what is it? April 14th, April 14th, 2020, in the middle of this coronavirus thing. You know, I got a couple, if I have a couple million dollars in a, in a retirement account somewhere, that doesn't really help me right now. No. If I'm 45 years old. But if I've got 10 real estate properties that are each, you know, combined or spitting off maybe three or four grand a month, net of everything. Yeah. Okay. That, that helps right now. I need money right now. Yeah. I don't need money 30 years from now or if I have royalties coming in or if I've got an e-shop where I'm doing drop shipping, which is another example that they, or I had tax lien certificates that just came due that just matured. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different ways, but figure out, you know, the book talks about economic independence and economic independence as a concept is the moment your passive income, your passive cash flow surpasses your essential expenses, yep. you're economically independent. You don't have to work to survive anymore. And at that point, you get to swing for the fences. Yeah, I, I do. I love that, that chapter in the book, how they get to the one-to-one, explaining you two-to-one, five-to-one, mm-hmm. ten-to-one. I mean, and it breaks it down just so simple and it tells you, okay, this is what you have to do to have your passive income, get to there and mm-hmm. take your own expenses, write it down, put it in front of you and say, all right, I have to get from here to here and I can make that happen. And then go do whatever you need to do to make that happen. Yeah. What's the quickest, most efficient way for me to do that? Is it, um, you know, it, I mean, is it Ubering, Ubering on top of your job and taking that money, setting it aside and buying assets off of that money that, that will spit off cash flow for you? Is it, you know, like I said, tutoring, coaching. I mean, there's a million different ways. And, and one of the blessings I've had in my life, in my career, is the fact that a lot of the people that I'm, le- that I'm meeting are just like really smart people who figured out really cool things and really creative ways of making money and really creative ways of approaching life. And it's, it's, almost, like a, it's almost like a cheat code. I get to just talk to these people and aggregate their knowledge and then figure out like what will work for me or what will work for a friend or, or another client and, and just share the information. And, and it's, it's so, so cool and so, so rewarding. And, and I really believe that this book, with the right mindset and the right approach, because quite frankly, if you're stuck in a mindset of like, you know, I was about to say the mindset, like you get to meet all these people, soak all this information in, but how many people listen to all these people with these success stories of I did this, this, and this. And they're like, man, that's really cool that that guy did that. I wish I could do that. And then instead they of just, saying, how can I do that? Yes. How that's the key mindset, 
because you've got to be in the right mindset to read this. You mm-hmm. just have to be because otherwise um, it's, it's just not, it's not going to work. It's not going to, um, if, okay, I'll give you an example. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I had a client of mine call me and um, basically lenders on homes have tightened up here during coronavirus. I mean, they've yeah. raised requirements on, on um, credit scores, et cetera. And he actually had a, a, a VA loan lined up, which I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's for veterans. It's a zero in uh, mortgage. So zero down payment, zero closing costs. I mean, you basically pay for inspection. Okay. okay. It's a great deal for veterans, which by the way, any veterans go check it out. You, you probably qualify. So he calls me, he says, Hey, we were talking to this guy at this bank and he said, we can't get a loan. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, you can't get a loan. He said, well, he just said, we don't qualify. He put it in and you know, because of the restrictions, we don't qualify. And I said, so he just said, no, thanks. And he was like, yeah. And I said, what kind of incompetent ass, you know, banker is that? That's, that's not an acceptable response. No. The acceptable response is, well, this won't work. Let's figure something else out. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to text you four different mortgage brokers right now. I want you to reach out to all four of them and explain your situation. And these are all four really, really competent people. And I sent out these four because they just have very different personalities mm. um, because different folks are just going to mesh with different folks. Yeah. But all of these people, that would not have been an acceptable answer. Don't tell me you can't do something. That's never true. No, you're out a damn solution. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's the uh, attitude you got to have in your own life. How can I do this? You got to want to, you want, you got to change your habit. You got to do whatever, whatever you need to do to have that light bulb go off, to put your best foot forward. You got to want to, or you're just going to be stuck in a rut. So, so let me ask you this. If somebody, if you were walking around door to door, get, giving away this book <laughs> you're you preaching the gospel of the five-day weekend uh but in all seriousness like you give a, you give this book to a buddy or something and they said oh what is this about how would you describe it it's uh, i would say it is it's an inspirational book about how to about how to put your best foot forward and it gives you examples of how to do that how to change your habits and also how to be responsible or give you tips on how to be responsible with your money and more, be more financially literate. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a motivational book. It is a motivational book, but when you're done reading it, you still have to take action. I mean, it, it, it kind of just gives you a guideline of how to, I mean, how to have a five day weekend. These, this is the playbook. These are the examples. Take what you will from it and go from there. I mean, simple as that. It's, it's a, it's a plan, but everyone, everyone's plan will be different, but this is just kind of a a guidelines of, okay, here's how we can do it. What works best for me. It's a treasure map, but the treasure is going to be different from person to person. Yes, absolutely. Boom. I love it. Well, Johnny, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, that was a quick 48 minutes. Podcast thing. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I'm, I'm starting to get used to this whole podcast thing. Dude, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, and I, I, again, I try to mix it up with just different interviews and different stories and different folks, but I love the book club series. I think 
and uh, like the feedback on the book club thing has been awesome. So I'm just continuously trying to think through like, okay, what are good um, books to, to look at? Actually one that you might like that I've got right here. Can you see it? Yep. So that might be a good one to, to okay. check into and, and read. And we'll keep that as a mystery to the folks listening since there's no video. Um, but you know, outside of that, I really appreciate you coming on. We'll put this bad boy out for everybody listening. I'll put a link to five day weekend, put a link to Johnny's social media and mine. If you want to reach out to either one of us and, um, as always info at mmcip.co millennial dash manhood.com. we got some more blog posts coming out. I know we've been lagging on that, but coronavirus kind of ruined the whole world. <laughs> uh, and outside of that, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See y'all later. Thanks for having me.